Good morning, my renegades. Welcome back to Rogue Radio. My name is Sarah Jane. We have two new countries listening to us. And you know what that means. Rogue News. Jump in the trenches with me, shall we? If you have any comments, questions, or concerns, you can contact me on any of the links in my description. I will also be linking my Getter page, uh, G-E-T-T-R, because some websites that I do have Rogue Radio on has censored me, and I don't like that, so I'm on Getter as well. Now, what I usually do in order to make sense of all of the things that I do read, um, I have a political section with maybe like three or four stories, uh, weird news or just insane news that I find, um, and then world news. But because of what's going on and because of uh, how serious things are starting to be, um, Everything's going to be very serious, and I really hope I don't um, upset anybody who's listening, because I know uh, Rogue News gets a lot of uh, listens, and I just don't want to mess up the order, but today will be very serious. the three things that I want to address right now, um, or maybe four. There are some things in certain countries that I want to talk about. There is some stuff going on in Cuba, there's stuff going on in Australia, South Africa, and Britain, so I do want to make those stories stand out today. I want to be able to cover that and, uh, be as thorough as possible. So, um, yeah. The first article that I'm going to read is from OAN News, and this is political. Um, I feel like a lot of parents at the moment are feeling this way. So it says, many parents choose homeschooling over um, in-person learning. Let's see here. Uh, As schools plan to resume in-person learning, more parents have decided to homeschool their children. According to an Associated Press report on Sunday, parents found homeschooling during the pandemic to be beneficial for their children. Uh, The report cited several instances where parents touted the effect of teaching their own kids who have special needs and are looking for a faith-based curriculum. Um, Additionally, um, some parents said that they believe their children's school systems are flawed. 
in the beginning, the biggest challenge was to unschool ourselves and understand homeschooling as uh, has so much freedom, said Arlena Brown, mother of four. We can go as quickly or as slowly as we need to. Across the board, parents claim more one-on-one time and flexible schedules allow them to take ownership of their child's education. I like that. I think not only um, is it about like special needs kids and, and stuff like that, I feel like, yes, the school system is starting to be flawed because of you know, teaching kids about gender and sexuality and also critical race theory like I've talked about. I've talked about... I can't talk this morning. Can you tell that I'm not awake yet? Um, Critical race theory, and it's something that I've talked about before on my previous uh, podcast uh, segments. And everything so yeah I I totally agree with the parents taking control of their education and taking control of you know what goes into their children's heads because if we don't monitor what's in our children's mind we're not being good parents there's another about Pelosi that I want to talk about, too. There might be more um, of these political things as well, but we'll see. It says, GOP lawmakers criticized Pelosi's partisan January 6th committee. So, this is probably why they want to, you know, retire her. We'll see. GOP lawmakers have decreed House Democrats January 6th commission as being a purely partisan venture. Republicans have continued to push back against the initiative led by the House Speaker Nancy Pelosi for stacking members with a similar agenda. On Sunday, Pennsylvania Senator Pat Toomey, Republican, said the commission was not bipartisan, giving the advantage to Democrats. Toomey added the mission of the group doesn't seem to focus on getting to the bottom of the incident like the proposal of in the upper chamber or ongoing investigations by the department of justice additionally house minority leader kevin mccarthy republican of california um issued a statement slamming pelosi for playing politics and not uh, taking the commission seriously. McCarthy claimed the Democrat speaker handpicked members to satisfy her own agenda and sidestepped months of possible negotiations on a bipartisan commission. House Minority Leader Kevin McCarthy announces Republicans will run their own investigation into the Capitol insurrection. States Republicans blocked the creation of a bipartisan independent commission to uh, investigate January 6th, uh, back in May. And then there's a... We will run our own investigation. We have law enforcement. We have military. We have doctors. We have people from all walks of life. 
want to know the answer, the American people deserve that. They don't deserve politics. They don't deserve destroying the institution. We will run our own investigation. We have law enforcement. We have military. Oh, okay. It just... I don't like the fact that it just, like, repeats itself, but... This comes after Pelosi blocked two of McCarthy's picks to be on the commission reps. Jim Jordan, Republican of Ohio, and Jim Banks, Republican of Indiana, earlier this week. Both Jordan and Banks have voiced their support for President Trump. Um, Rep Banks stressed the move is simply an attempt to deflect Pelosi's own... uh, failures in preventing the clash. Instead, the House Speaker nominated Wyoming Rep. Uh, Liz Cheney, Republican and Illinois Republican Adam Kinzinger, Republican, but uh, both known for being outspoken critics of the 45th president. Meantime, people or police officers with the U.S. Capitol Police Department are expected to testify at the committee's first public hearing on Tuesday. Nice, okay. We might actually get down to the bottom of uh, her dirty tricks. So here's some good news, at least to me. It says, NRCC Chairman GOP to retire Nancy Pelosi once and for all. Police tell me that this isn't just something that they're talking about. That this is something that's going to happen. Hallelujah. Okay. National Republican Congressional Committee Chairman uh, Tom Emmer, Republican of Minnesota, um, said Republicans are going to retire House Speaker Nancy Pelosi. Democrat of California, uh, once and for all. He also expressed confidence in the GOP's prospects to take back the chamber in 2022 midterms. Um, During an interview with uh, Breedbart News, I don't even know if I said that right, um, on Saturday, Emmer pointed out the The minority party typically picks up an average of 27 seats during the midterms. However, GOP congressman said the party is targeting 58 districts in the midterms and is on the offense all across the country. If you sit back and be quiet, you're going to be happy with what the socialist Democrats are going to do to our country. Because this is no longer a choice between a degree of freedom, the right of someone to self-determine versus the size and scope of the government. This is literally a choice between two fundamental different views of the United States of America, said Emmer. Let's see. Emmer also touted recent uh, polling and the organization's fundraising hall for the year. He pointed out that the organization raised a record of more than $20 million in June, topping the Democratic Congressional Campaign Committee by nearly $6 million. 
Next up is world news, and we're going to be talking about Cuba just for um, my listeners in order to make sense of the situation, and also me being able to make sense of the situation, because I've heard like bits and pieces of it on TikTok, and TikTok can only tell you so much, so um, we're going to find out what's going on together, so let's jump into it. This comes from Politico. I don't know whether they're Republican or Democrat, but it looks like they have a really good in-depth article, so let's read it. Um, on Tuesday, see, I hate when websites just jump. Okay. Cuban security forces surrounded the house of Tania Brugueria. Brugueria? Um, an artist that and noticed dissident. Um, they took her to Villa Mar- Marista, uh, a Cuban state security prison known for its detention at, of political prisoners, where they interrogated her for trying to undermine a, the government in Havana. After 11 hours, she was released with three charges against her, which accused her of plotting against the government through protests and performance and an injunction to remain at home. The arrest came amid an unprecedented wave of protests sweeping Cuba in which thousands of people took to the streets in more than 40 cities under or undeterred uh, by police crackdowns and the government's shutdown of the internet. What? Really? Calling for freedom and an end to the 62-year-old dictatorship. In Washington, the protests pose an unexpected challenge for President Joe Biden, who has gestured at liberalizing uh, relations but risks further losing Cuban voters in Florida if he's seen as anything but hardline on its communist government. Yeah, he's sleeping with China, so I just, hmm. I should say he's sleeping with the dictator of China. We know what's going on. Um, Brugira, um, if I mispronounce her name, I'm sorry, um, a renowned installation and performance artist did join the protests. She remained at home, where she has been largely confined Um, the past eight months with near-constant police presence uh, posted outside her door or outside her apartment in Havana. Uh, Twice this week, however, she spoke to Politico, offering a long-time dissident's view on what's happening in Cuba, why these protests are so different from what has come before, and what Americans on both the left and right are getting wrong about Cuba. This conversation was condensed and edited from interviews in both Spanish and English with Sabrina Rodriguez and Teresa Wills of the political staff. Okay. Uh, What prompted the protests and what's going on now? Why is it happening? It's an accumulation. It's not just COVID-19. People have been believing in the revolution following the government's mandate to sacrifice, Uh, but people are tired of the government's abuse. 
Cubans are doing eight hours in line just to get a piece of bread. That's insane. Uh, and at the time, the housing situation is worse. People said, enough. They see people in power and their kids living in the great life. A few months ago, the grandson of Fidel Castro did a video in a Mercedes-Benz, sorry, uh, a very arrogantly showing off his life while the people are starving. That's disgusting. The day the protest started, a friend messaged me and said, you have to see this, and then another friend called saying, look at this. That's when I saw the scene in San Antonio de los Banos, um, a town about 20 miles southwest of Havana, um, where the island-wide protests began, and that's how the news spread. People calling each other in different providences, telling each other what was happening. Um, then the government quickly cut out the internet, and hand-in-hand hand, both or with the blackout, they started putting out fake news. Wow, okay. That's crazy. And I do, I understand now why people are so upset. Like, you have Fidel Castro's grandson? I didn't even know he had existing family. This is, this is enlightening. Um, you have the internet blackout in order to keep real news from getting to Cubans and people who are uh, who want to be informed about Cuba and on top of all that the housing situation and the food situation is terrible uh, yeah I would protest too um, but I had already seen it it was just surreal it was very 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 powerful to see people screaming saying I have no fear the truth is I was fairly calm at first, but when I started to get internet access and saw all the videos coming in of the beatings, police hitting and shooting at people, uh, that really hit hard because the there uh, those are images you'd never imagine coming out of Cuba. It's something you never expect to see from Cuba. We have seen 10 policemen beating a young kid. We have seen special forces enter a neighborhood shooting when everyone is unarmed. How the Cuban government is responding. The government has um, created a very sophisticated dis dis bleh, disinformation process. Okay. They start by saying the people who protested were revolutionaries who were confused. Later, they said the protesters were delinquents. Now they say the protesters are people who want the U.S. government to invade Cuba. Wow. Now they're desperate to find leaders of protests. They want to blame someone who is useful to them, who they can say was paid by the CIA. They have gone house to house to, uh, detaining people. They're desperate to find a leader to blame for everything. They need to find an enemy, but this time it doesn't work. You can't say that the young 16-year-old in the protest was paid off by the CIA.
he probably doesn't even know what the CIA is. Come on. There are 500 people that have been identified who are missing. Missing means that we don't know in which prison they are, where they are detained. There are mothers that don't know where their children are. Some have been able to find uh, out where they are, um, gone to jails, and they don't let them see their children. I heard from a friend that saw one of our friends being held in jail. His nose was broken and his ribs were bruised. His mother went and they wouldn't let her see him. Also, the government has been in, been looking at the videos online, locating where they were taken and going to these people's homes to take them, harass them, and pressure them to delete the videos. I was talking to an activist today and told me she she's spoken to several mothers who say governmental officials have told them that their sons aren't going to be released until they delete the Facebook photos and videos they've uploaded. All this does is make everything worse. I agree because I feel like the pursuit of not happiness, of course, everyone deserves that, especially people who are, you know, going through it in Cuba. But I feel like the freedom to do what you want, like free will, is a given as well. Because people should be free to post what they want on Facebook or social media. And I don't think that people should restrict them from that, especially a government. Um, those in power don't want to take responsibility. The government doesn't want to take responsibility for the consequences of, of the decisions it has made. So they're trying to find an external enemy. Yeah, that's usually how it works. They play the, bl the blame game. Why this moment is different for the Cuban people. Right now, everyone all 11 million of us knows someone that went to the protests or knows someone that knows someone that went to the protests. Everyone has had an opportunity to verify stories uh, and not believe that's being said on TV or what's being said on TV. Um, every person that has been unjustly detained, every person that has felt for the first time that feeling of freedom, every person that has now felt what it's like at a protest to yell what you want, what you feel, and what you've held back. There's no turning back. Absolutely. Um, today, there are thousands of Cubans who can turn back. Yes, the government is going to threaten and do what they always do, scare, process them legally, make them feel like they can't leave their home, but in my experience, this is a step towards or forward uh, that I don't see turning back. The, uh, the protest is bigger than anything that Roll and Fidel Castro were able to organize, but this was completely spontaneous. There is no leader, no opposition group that is able to do something like this. You can see it, and they were peaceful. Of course, there were some people who broke into food stores 
and also turned some police cars. There's always going to be that type of protester, I feel like. We see it in the Black Lives Matter protests. It, it just makes the right to protest look bad, and uh, I don't agree with that. But if it's peaceful, absolutely do it. Um, still, the message from the people was very clear. Vandalizing the food stores means they are hungry. Yep. And they are, are, and there is no way they have access to food. And turning over the police cars is saying they have enough of the police abuse. The people have spoken very clearly. What the people want is to live a prosperous life with rights. I think the order, the older generation got uh, used to living in a cage. And maybe if you take away the cage, they don't know anything else. But the younger people are clear that there are two options. Either they fight for their rights or it's another lost generation. And it's been very moving to see these people. The majority of those arrested are young, many under 21. They're saying, uh, well, before I give up, I'm going to fight. I like that. Okay, I had to split it up into two parts because that was a lot of information. So, let's see. Of course it would take me to the top. That's nice. Please wait while I figure out where my place is. <sighs> I don't like this. I don't like this at all. Okay. Thousands of Cubans who can't turn back. Okay. Protest is bigger than anything. Okay. Still the message from the people is very clear. Okay. What the people want- Oh my god. Why does it do that? I hate that. Okay. What the people want is to live a prosperous life with rights. I think older generation- Okay, we got that. Oh my god, look at that! Fauci got a Photoshop procedure. Says, thank you, Dr. Fauci, sign the card. No, bye. Of course that would be like smack dab in the middle of an article. Let's see, what's it say? Paid for by the DCCC. DCCC.org. Not authorized by any candidate or candidate's committee. Sure. Why does Fauci look like he's like 10 years younger in this picture? That's dumb. Okay, I'm sorry. I got distracted. <laughs> but anyway. The majority of those arrested are young, many under 21. What Americans don't understand about Cuba. I'm part of the left, and let me tell you, this isn't socialism. This is neoliberal state capitalism. Okay. Um, the American left needs to understand that Cuba is no longer the paradise of social justice. It's a dictatorship. Um, and the U.S. government should be on the side of the Cuban people. I would say to the Amer American politicians to be on the side of the people and not believe the fake news and the stories. The 
government is creating because look, the Cuban people have endured 60 or 61 years of embargo and none of this happened before. So what does the embargo have to do with this? Nothing. What does the embargo have to do with policemen beating a young kid? What does the embargo have to do with special forces shooting unarmed Cubans? What does the embargo have to do with President Miguel Diaz Canal's um, order for people to defund the revolution on the streets? These are questions I have. Yes, of course, the embargo has had an impact, but the situation we are in today is caused by Cuban government. Now, the opposite side, a U.S. military intervention is not a good response. The destiny of the Cuban people is in the Cuban people's hands. And the second that a second country and intervention specifically is in the picture, that's not going to help. First of all, a military intervention would back up some of the Cuban government's claims. And second, I know incredibly it would sway people. That means many of those that may be against the government would close ranks and come together with the government to stand against U.S. intervention. I don't see it as a good solution. I think that, I think what has to be done is pressure the Cuban government so that it doesn't have another alternative than uh, to give Cubans rights. And I do believe that other countries can help by telling the Cuban government there certain conditions it must meet to do business because the Cuban government is very good at making itself seem like the victim internationally, the victim of the embargo, the victim of air quotes, um, mercenaries in Cuba, the victim of everything to get sympathy that translates into money and aid. That's that has to end. Uh, the world has to stop seeing the Cuban government as a victim. The Cuban government is the aggressor. Yeah. Um, if there is anything that I missed or anything that um, I haven't talked about, any of the uh, Cuban listeners, and I, I haven't reached Cuba yet, but hopefully... Um, one day there will be, but if there is anybody that knows a whole lot more than I do, please feel free to drop a message to me on the Rogue Radio Instagram, Twitter, anything like that, um, and enlighten me, educate me. Next up is Australia, and this one is kind of, you know, it's a little spine tingling. Like, it's, it gives you chills just because we have seen this, like, being preached in churches and stuff about the New World Order and everything, but this is starting to come to pass. Um, I haven't talked about it, but there are um, a lot of things happening in order to, to get the New World Order moving. I know not, not a lot of people, um, maybe my listeners don't necessarily agree with me believing in that, and that's fine. 
you know, a lot of people have different opinions about things, and I'm not asking you to believe in what I believe, but um, I do believe that the one world government is a thing. Um, I believe that the vaccination is um, a gateway to the mark of the beast, and now they're trying to control food. There's um, stores in America that do not have any meat. I have seen firsthand in my hometown that there are, um, there are naked shelves. There's not a lot of food, um, being distributed to supermarkets. Um, there are a lot of, uh, pieces of land in India that are being taken away from farmers. Um, And I want to be able to talk about that at some point because that is very important. Because right now, what the government or what the um, one world government is doing at the moment is that they want to control the people. They want to control the people. And the only way, the only successful way of doing that is to control the intake of food. Control the food control the people. That's something that has always been said to me um, in my lifetime. Like, if anybody wanted to really control the world, control the food, control the crops, control the farms, control every business that, you know, sells food. And um, so this is very important because... They're using fear, which is a very successful tactic. Uh, There's so many people here in America, and I know in many other countries that are just afraid to even leave their homes because they're afraid of this new COVID variant uh, that's coming out. They're afraid that they're going to get it. And people are in the government are starting to push the vaccine, and there's just so much... To, to dive into and I really want to be able to do an in-depth thing at some point but right now we are focusing on Australia and what's going on there. I'm going to play a TikTok for you. Um, this was an actual thing that was aired I guess on the Australian news so we're gonna listen to that. Okay before I lose it I'm going to Sure. Door gatherings are limited to two people. Exercise is no, I want it's allowed, but no further thing. than a ten-kilometer radius from your home. Browsing and no, we're gonna play the full thing. Full day of the new world order. Right. Outdoor gatherings are limited to two people. Exercise is allowed, but no further than a ten-kilometer radius from your home. Browsing in shops is not permitted. Only one person per household. May- leave to do essential shopping and from tomorrow funerals are limited to 10 people this is a world pandemic it's a one in 100 year event so you can expect that we will have transmission uh, from time to time and that's just the way it is we've got to accept that this is the new world order we've got to accept that this is the new world order this is the new world order this is the new world order full day of the new world order wow I mean, if that doesn't convince you about what's going on and, and you know, what I've talked about, but, um, I will read an article at some point, I gotta find it, um, about what's going on in depth, uh, in Australia, but, um, yeah, this is nuts.
I also heard, and I could be wrong, but anybody who's Australian who is listening, because you guys are one of my top listeners, thank you for that. But um, anyone who can inform you about what's going on in Australia, that would be incredible. Um, You can email me. Everything is in the link in the description. Um, You might have to copy and paste, because I know Spotify doesn't really have like that link um, thing that you can click on, um, nor anchor. So you have to do it the old fashioned way. Unfortunately, um, I kind of wish that they would, (laughs) um, give the links out, but you might have to just copy and paste. But, um, yeah, cause I really want to know what's going on. And, um, but the one thing that I did find out that I don't know if it's true is if you are out and you're wearing a mask, you're not allowed to talk to each other? Is that what's going on? Are you not allowed to talk to someone while you're out and about? I need to know. I found an article, so hopefully there will be more um, information. This comes from Reuters. I don't know if this is... I'm just trying to find the best um, article that I can find and give it, give you the best information as fast as possible. So, um, when it comes to trusted articles, I'm, I'm sorry if this is wrong. Um, if Reuters is a bad, you know, website, I do have to do more research. But um, it says. Australia sees COVID-19 cases climb. Police warn against protest repeat. Um, Let's see here. New South Wales reports 145 new coronavirus cases on Monday, up from 141 on PVS day, and two deaths. Uh, Thousands marched in Sydney, anti-lockdown protests this weekend. Police warn similar behavior won't be tolerated again. The authorities have said they want that number near zero before lifting the city's most restrictive lockdown of the pandemic at a July 30th target date. Um, Sydney, July 26th. So this this is today. This was posted today. um, Or six hours ago. Um... Australia's most populous state reported a rise in new COVID-19 cases on Monday despite a weeks-long stay-at-home order while police vowed to crack down on any repeat of anti-lockdown protests which turned violent at the weekend. New South Wales, which has had more than 5 million people in Sydney City, under lockdown for a month, reported 145 new cases of the virus from 141 a day earlier um, as it struggles to contain an outbreak of the highly contagious Delta variant. Okay. The one thing that I have a problem with, or there's many problems that I have with this lockdown in Australia, you can't keep people in one place for too long. We are designed as people who move and progress in life, in any aspect of it. So when you're telling people to stay at home, that's like telling 
a horse not to run. Like that's naturally what they do. Telling somebody to stay put, telling a human not to progress in their life, that's unnatural to us. So, and not only that, I don't believe that all of these um, deaths actually pertain to COVID-19. <coughs> Excuse me. <clears throat> because if it's the new world order, they're going to do everything that they can in order to spark fear in the Australian people. That's just what I believe. Um, fear is a tactic. It's been a tactic. I've talked about it with the MK Ultra series. It's a thing. It's very um, important in government in order to control the people, and that's exactly what they want. Um, and I have even said something along the lines of, this was when it first came out, the pandemic first came out. I think it was during quarantine when I posted this podcast. Um, I will have to find it because it has a lot of information about how this doctor was signing death certificates that said COVID-19, but it wasn't actually COVID-19. They just wanted publicity for this pandemic. And then we also have Rand Paul, who is awesome, by the way, that has confronted Fauci about the coronavirus being man-made in a lab in China. Uh, I mean... All you have to do is look it up. All you have to do is find that type of media that tells you that. And when it comes to the Australian people, when it comes to the people in Cuba, and when it comes to anybody that is um, really experiencing these harsh restrictions, do not stop your protest. Okay. Trust me, I want everyone to be safe, especially my listeners, I want you to be safe, but I will not keep you guys from expressing yourselves. Of course, I will caution, yes, there could be some violent restrictions, but I want to say, if you do not stand up for yourself, for your rights, you lose yourself and your rights. That's what I believed in for so long, and that's what I'm saying to my listeners, please understand that this is not okay, that this is happening, and that this needs to stop. The state also reported two new deaths, a man and a woman, both in their 80s, taking its total uh, fatalities to 10 since the flare-up began a month ago and the national total of 920 since the start of the pandemic. Um, Of particular concern, 51 of the newly diagnosed were active in the community before testing positive, raising the risk of transmission. The authorities have said they want want that number uh, near zero before lifting the city's restricted lockdown of the pandemic. Um, Okay. Um, that's not going to happen because you just said that the new world order was happening. Of course, everybody's freedom is going to be taken away in order for them to be controlled. That's just how it is. And I hate that. I hate that Australia is experiencing this. 
I hate that there are certain countries right now. India, okay, I wish I had some way of sharing what I know in video, but not all, not always being on YouTube because I know YouTube is just like Facebook. They'll just restrict and censor things. But I wish there was a place um, that I could post a video of people in India being forced to take the vaccine. There are people, there are videos on TikTok. Now, I, I said this before, TikTok somehow has become the rogue, like, news platform that has gone off the grid in order to inform the people of America and of the world, basically, about what's going on. And, um, there have been, um, strict, uh, things going on in India. I've seen, uh, videos of a woman being held down while she gets the vaccine. She fights them because she doesn't want it. And the police, the Indian police, held her down along with some neighbors. They held her down and they gave her the shot. They forced this vaccination on her. And I don't believe that that is okay. I I don't think that that's okay because that's infringing on her rights as a human being because she doesn't want to get the jab. She doesn't want to get the Fauci ouchie. She doesn't want to get that. She doesn't want to get the vaccination that has caused more deaths compared to people getting the coronavirus. Okay? About 41,000 people have died from the vaccination and have also had very unhealthy problems and side effects from this. There are people that have been paralyzed from the vaccination. There have been people that have contracted Bell's palsy of all things. There's people who have convulsions by getting the vaccine. There are people that break out in an unspeakable rash. Okay? There's people who have never had heart conditions within their family bloodline, but the minute they get the vaccine, they have a heart condition. How does that add up? How is that a safe thing for people to get? We might need to go harder in some areas and release some settings in others. Uh, State Premier Gladys Berejiklian, okay, said at the televised news conference, apparently referencing five government areas of Sydney suburbs at the uh, epicenter of the outbreak. Uh, Berejiklian uh, added that she would give an update on movement restrictions in the next few days. At the weekend, thousands of people marched in an anti-lockdown protest which turned violent in central Sydney, um, an event that state health or state chief health officer Carrie Chant said distressing. Well, you have to understand that the people of Australia are also distressed. They've lost, most of them have probably lost their jobs, just like the people in America. Okay? Most of them have to stay put. They can't have the same freedoms that they've had, um, you know, when they were born. Like, 
compared to when we were born, we had so many freedoms while we were growing up. And now we're told that we can't have that. That's hilarious. That's terrible to me. I laugh at that because you honestly think that the people of the world who have their own free will and are willing to fight for their own free will are going to be controlled. I laugh at you. As images and videos of the protests circulated on social media, including one image of a man apparently punching a police horse in the head. Oh, come on. I'm sorry. I can't. A a police horse? You're going to... Rogue Radio does not condone animal abuse or child abuse or people abuse in general. Okay? I don't know why you had to hurt the horse, but... I hope you were aiming somewhere else. Um, Not the horse, hopefully. But State Police Commissioner Mick Fuller said 10,000 people had called the police hotline to report people suspected of breaking lockdown orders. Um, The calls to police were an amazing outcry by the community, not just in terms of the disgust at the protests, but at the way the police were treated. uh, said Fuller. But how were the police treating them? That's that's what I want to say. That's what I want to ask. How were the people being treated by the police? You can't just take one side of the story and call it a fact. You have to weigh in both sides. Okay. Who, Who decided to get violent first? Was it the police or the people? Okay. As much as, uh, Rogue Radio supports Blue Lives... We support the police. We do recognize that there are corrupt people in the police force. Okay? That's one of the reasons why there's a lot of violence going on right now against the police. Because we see so many people in the police force that have gotten violent or have been unjust. And yes, that sparks anger. I can understand why Black Lives Matter want to defund the police. But I understand that... It is just a one-sided view of the police force that there are also good people in the police force. We have to weigh in both sides in order to find a fact. That's just how it's supposed to be. But now the media and television and sometimes radio, probably, I haven't listened to the radio for a long time, but social media, television, all of that, They want to spin it a certain way in order for you to be manipulated. That's how it's been. Forever. Police knew the plans for a repeat protest and similar behavior won't be tolerated again, he added. Victoria State, also under lockdown, reported 11 new cases, although all were in quarantine during their infections or infectious period. Um... Authorities said they would decide the next day whether to lift restrictions as hoped. Neighboring South uh, Australia said it was on track to exit um, its snap one-week lockdown on Wednesday after reporting one new local case also in quarantine through their infectious period. The vaccine rush. My favorite subject. Let's break this down, people. Even if, even if this is probably a democratic article 
I'm still able to call crap on it because I I can understand things. <laughs> I've been picking this article apart, so hopefully it's helpful to you. The outbreak uh, sparked by an infected airport transit driver in Sydney has resulted in thousands of new cases of the fast-moving Delta variant and reimposed lockdown on more than half of the country's 25 million population. Um, with only about 16% of the um, Australians aged over 16 years so far fully vaccinated, the country's main drug regulator on the weekend changed its recommendation to encourage wider take-up of the AstraZeneca PLC AZNL um, vaccine. That's a new one. I didn't... Uh, there's a lot of them, I see. Um, the Australian Technical Advisory Group um, and Immunization... On Immunization, sorry. ATAGI had previously recommended the AstraZeneca shot um, the main vaccine in the country's um, immunization arsenal to uh, people age over 60 due to the extremely rare risk of blood clots in younger people. Many Australians, including those over 60, had opted to wait for an alternative made by uh, Pfizer uh, Incorporated, which has had its use restricted to people aged 40 to 60 due to supply constraints. ATAGI um, on the weekend recommended that all adults in Sydney should now strongly consider the benefits of earlier protection. Funny. With the AstraZeneca jab. No. No. The move was supported by lawmakers with federal treasurer Josh Frydenberg telling reporters that getting vaccinated is our ticket out of this crisis. No, I don't believe that. But AstraZeneca welcomed the change, saying regulators around the world have stated that the benefits of using the vaccine significantly significantly outweigh, outweigh the risks. Let me read that again. Stated that the benefits of using our vaccine significantly outweigh the risks. So the benefits outweigh the, the pain of not walking anymore. The benefits of using our vaccine significantly outweigh the fact that people are shaking violently from this vaccine. The benefits of using our vaccine significantly outweigh the fact that people are starting to get heart conditions from this vaccine. I don't believe you. I don't believe you. With about 32,900 cases... And less than 1,000 deaths, Australia, less than 1,000 deaths, okay, Australia has kept its coronavirus numbers relatively low, although the Delta strain and low vaccination numbers among developed economies have worried residents. Yeah, no, you shouldn't be worried. Because I think I've stated 
uh, before reading an article from OAN News that COVID-19 has a 99% recovery rate. Okay, people can recover from this. I'm not saying that COVID-19 hasn't claimed any deaths, but I do believe that the number of deaths that COVID-19 has claimed is significantly low than what we've been told. Same thing with the vaccinations, but only the opposite way. A lot of people have died. A lot of people are getting crippled and getting sick from this. And nobody knows why, honestly. Um, Well, I do. I think we've talked about that too, that there's a strand of DNA in the vaccine that kind of adheres to your DNA and it changes your DNA and um, the reaction that your body has to that can be very vital it can be very dangerous Um, it's important to know what you're putting in your body because it's not good to not be informed. It's not good to stay uninformed about certain things when it comes to your own health and your own body. So I believe that the Australian people are well within their right to protest, well within their right to express how they feel about this, and I don't believe that anybody, especially, you know, people who are experiencing this in different areas of the world should be suppressed because of them expressing their opinion about this. Not everybody is going to take the vaccine. Not everybody is going to be swayed to take the vaccine. Not everybody is going to want to be the puppet of the government. And I express to you, please, no matter what happens, do not be a puppet. Do not take the jab. The UK has been experiencing some protests, and I want to be able to figure that out as well, which is probably honestly the same um, of what's going on in Australia and South Africa. Um, They're probably just sick and tired of staying home, and they want to be able to get back to their regular lives. So, but um, in order for me not to assume anything and being wrong... Um, we're going to find some stuff on the UK because I love you UK, I'm glad that you're listening, and I want to be able to inform my listeners about UK and what's going on there, also for the people in the UK as well to be informed. So, let us go. Okay, here is a recording of the anti-government protests that are going on in London, I think. Let's look. Or let's listen. (laughs) 
So I think this is against uh, child trafficking, but I still want to talk about everything. Because um, I did see that someone was wearing an unmasked, unvaccinated, like, proud t-shirt um, in it. So I think it's just in general as well. Um, they are protesting against child trafficking. They are protesting against their kids being vaccinated. They are protesting against vaccinations and lockdowns and everything. So I am going to try to find this article because there was a header um, from an article in the video. So I want to be able to read that as well for you guys. So I don't usually um, read from BBC because I've heard rumors that they are spreading misinformation. But um, for like the, I want to be able to kind of match the header of the article with the TikTok video, and that's what it kind of looks like. So we're gonna read the BBC article. So. It says, London protests, thousands march through capital in day of protest. Thousands of demonstrations have marched through London uh, in a day of protest. Anti-lockdown and climate change demonstrations. Let me look. Let me look. Let me scroll. It does look similar a little bit. But, um, oh, there's a video, so we're going to play that. Let's see. Is there going to be commentary at all? Okay, there's just no commentary. I apologize for that. Doesn't look like there's any commentary. Um, okay, well, um, sorry about that. I should have looked. <laughs> but okay, anti-lockdown and climate change demonstrations took place across Westminster, uh, Lambeth, and Southwark uh, alongside some smaller protests. Um, the Metropolitan Police arrested 12 people in raids in three areas of the capital on Friday and confiscated items linked to the protests. Um, the arrests were a protective action to reduce the likelihood of criminal activity, um, the force added. Uh, officers seized bamboo structures, lock-on equipment, and other items. Um, those arrested have been taken into police custody um, as inquiries continue. Anti-lockdown stickers were stuck to emergency service vehicles in Hyde Park. Thousands of protesters were seen marching through the streets of central London on Saturday. Demonstrators packed the streets alongside Downing Street. Flares were set off while crowds shouted shame on you, followed by prolonged booing. Um, some protesters were seen throwing tennis balls at the Houses of Parliament. One pro protesters said, uh, who did not wish to be named, said they have little messages on them, um, most of them not very nice. <laughs> okay. 
um, gatherings and marches are taking place in Westminster, Labenth, um, or Lambeth, and Southwark um, on both Saturday and Sunday. Whether it was austerity or Palestine lockdown or the NHS campaigners of all ages and backgrounds wanted to make their voices heard today. The pandemic put a stop to protests, but today campaigners came out in force. Um, it didn't matter your cause. All groups mixed and chanted alongside each other. Thousands came to Regent Street bringing uh, placards, um, flags, and similar or familiar chants. Um, police closed off the roads allowing marches to pass through the capital, um, but some vehicles were stopped in their tracks. Officers um, made their presence known, but stood back, allowing events to take place. Oh, wow. I did see also a video um, where a lot of the people who were um, kind of like, um, a lot of the people in the police force that were kind of, um, monitoring the protests, they were taking off their helmets, um, letting the government know that they were against the mandatory vaccination. And wow, um, bravo to you, honestly. I, I hope, of course, uh, they don't get fired, but, you know, making your voice heard does cost and um, I just want to say I hope you are able to keep your job and if you haven't I hope that you'll be able to find a good job that um, can help pay for your family and provide for your family because as much as um, the cost of protest and the cost of like standing up for your beliefs and values um, I, I totally believe that it's worth standing up for yourself, but it is hard when somebody gets fired from their job. It's just something that um, I want to be able to point out. But climate protesters, ex uh, Extinction Rebellion said one of the raves took place at the Ante Pavilion Center and an arts and architecture uh, charity. Extinction Rebellion said an art illustration of several bamboo structures used in the group's blockade um, of the uh, Broxbourne print works in September was confiscated. The structures were on display after winning an anti-pavilion uh, award. A spokesperson said, as far as we are aware, those arrested have no connection to the protest last September or to Extinction Rebellion. Four more, uh, mem four more members uh, were arrested at the Extinction Rebellion Arts Factory, the campaign group added. Um, okay, there is a picture of a woman uh, holding a sign that says, it's all for nothing if you don't have freedom. I love that. Anti- vaccine and anti-lockdown protesters are marching through central London. Extinction Rebellion uh, held a kill the bill protest along the anti-lockdown march. The demonstration 
uh, was prompted by the Police Crime Sentencing and Courts Bill, which proposes to give police in England and Wales more power to impose conditions on nonviolent protests, including those that are deemed too noisy or a nuisance. See, that's where I have a problem. If they are peaceful protests, they should be allowed to protest, no matter what condition the world is in. Everybody has their right to express their um, feelings and express their ideas, express themselves. When you suppress that, this is what you get. You get rebellion, you get people who are upset to the point where, yes, they're going to get upset. And sometimes, yes, they're going to get violent, which I don't condone. But you can understand the feeling and the intentions behind the people who are going to be violent in, sometimes in protests. Um, but if they're non-violent, why are you still trying to control the um, outcry of the people? Um, chairman? I don't know. If, uh, Joe Stucco said, um, our policing plan will be proportionate to or with officers engaging with those protesting to help them ensure any gathering is lawful, safe, and hasn't caused a serious disruption. Um, we urge anyone coming to take part in a protest in London over the weekend to do so in peaceful and reasonable manner. But didn't it say the court's bill, police in England, and Wales more power to pose conditions on non-violent protests. Oh, okay, I get it. No, I get it now. Um, yeah, there are conditions when it comes to peaceful protests um, in order for them not to get violent. I understand that. I have talked about that before. But um, I don't believe it should be a bill. I don't believe it should be something that um, the police are trying to like control the people with it should just be something that is common sense to the people um, of the world not just in London and, and in uh, Britain but uh, let's see we believe certain protest groups are specifically intending to disrupt some business locations or potentially cause criminal damage to property if this happens we will take further action as required to prevent offenses being committed or deal with anyone committing criminal acts. Okay. Um, I mean, I've always said this before. Make sure that if you're out there protesting, demonstrate, of course. Protest, of course. Scream until your lungs go out. Let people know that you're upset. But make sure that you're not hurting anybody's uh, business or independent business or that you're not imposing any violence. As mad as people are about this, I understand you really want to be able to take force. You want to be able to take this issue by force and you want to be able to um, make um, your presence known, make your anger known, but violence is never the answer, that's what I believe. So I just want everyone in Britain who are protesting to be safe while you're demonstrating and also to be very safe while you're protesting and make sure that there is no violence and understand that, um, yeah, I don't necessarily agree with the bill that it has been passed about 
the police kind of like um, monitoring nonviolent protests. But I do kind of understand that it is mostly because they don't want nonviolent protests to become violent. But then again, it should be common sense for the protester or the demonstrator or somebody who is voicing their opinion out there um, to have proper etiquette when it comes to protests. I just want everyone to be safe um, because I'm not going to tell you not to protest. I'm all for peaceful protesting. You know this. When it comes to violence, I can't stand behind it. So um, honestly, I love you, Britain. Um, I hope that um, one day this whole COVID thing will stop and that we'll go back to some sort of normalcy. I don't know if that'll ever happen, but when we have people like you in Britain and in South Africa and in Australia, it gives people hope that yes, the people will be heard and it's worth the outcry. It's worth screaming and shouting and parading through the streets. It's worth it because we do make a difference and those people who are out there doing what they do best and protesting and making their voice heard, they realize that and I just applaud you. Honestly. If I was there, I'd march with you. And one thing that I do have to say is that this wasn't a protest just about, like, anti-vaccination or anti-mask. It was about a number of different things. And everybody, no matter what their color or their political stance, they all came together and protested against Parliament. They, they protested against the government. The anti-government protests were a success. And there were people out there that came from all different um, colors and walks of life, all protesting different issues such as child trafficking, child vaccinations, anti-vax, anti-government, anti-lockdown. Um, it's amazing. I mean, America can really take a page from their book that, okay, we shouldn't be fighting against each other. We should be coming together to fight against the government and what's going on. That's amazing. Now, I've posted this on my Instagram. I don't know how long it's going to stay up, but um, I wanted to let you guys listen just in case, like, somehow it disappears. Um, there is a man named Jesse Ventura who used to be the governor of California a very long time ago. And even before that, he was like a WWE wrestler. But the guy knows his stuff. He has gone in depth about um, the pandemic um, way before it even happened. He teamed up with Alex Jones um, and they found out a lot of things. Uh, I think you might be able to find it on YouTube. Um, it's called Jesse Ventura Conspiracy Theory. He had a, um, 
a show on True TV a while back ago talking about the most um, famous and maybe not so famous conspiracy theories and trying to find out if they were real or not. But the one um, uh, video that I wanted to uh, talk to you guys about is this one video I found on TikTok that took a snippet from the show. And I don't remember ever seeing this, or maybe I have, but I forgot about it. But this um, show was... um, It started around the early 2010s, I want to say. Maybe like 2009, 2008, maybe even earlier. I don't remember. But this was years before this started happening, this pandemic started happening, and I want to be able to, to inform you guys, so I'm going to play it real quick. So, let me go back. Go back. Alright, we're going to play this real quick. Because in a very short time, not today, not tomorrow, but very soon, we'll be facing compulsory vaccination under the mistaken term of voluntary vaccination. Now, what is it about these vaccinations you think that they're bad? Well, first of all, let's start with the fact that the World Health Organization has decided that we have 90% too many people. The World Health Organization has been working since 1974 on vaccines to create permanent sterility. All right. Now that is from Conspiracy Theory. I think you can watch it on Amazon Prime. You you can uh, listen to it or not listen to it. You can watch it. But I do know that there are bits and pieces of it on YouTube that haven't been taken down, which is great. Um, but yes, that's exactly what's going on now. And this has been planned for years. This vaccination has been planned for years. And you'd think that if something has been planned for years, such as a vaccination, that it would actually work. But of course not. The World Health Organization and the CDC wants you to be sick because there's a lot of people that they believe don't need to be alive. That's what Bill Gates has endorsed. He's endorsed the vaccination. He has funded the vaccination, and he is all for the vaccination. He is also for, uh, what is it, population control. It's all to control the population and to weed out the people who are less controllable, who have their own mind, and they want to be able to snuff out the voice of reason and raise the voice of control and manipulation. That's all it's about. That's all it's about. It's a form tactic, like it's a manipulation tactic, and it's disgusting, and it's evil, and I'm calling it out. The government, the one world government, wants to control you. They want to change your race, not race, I'm sorry. They want to change your DNA. They want to change your mind and they want to change your will from being free to controlled and manipulated. 
I don't know what else to say about it. You are going to have to figure out whether or not my words are true. That is up to you. I do implore everybody who is listening to do your own research and understand that the government does not believe in your well-being. They do not care. They, I don't think they've ever cared. And that's sad because we've trusted the government with our lives, with our minds, with our health, and with our children, most importantly. And now that the government has a foothold in our lives, this is what's happening. Okay, next is South Africa, and from what I heard on um, TikTok, and trust me, I don't believe everything on TikTok, it's just, I want to find articles that confirm what I've seen um, in order for me to get a sense of what's going on and the truth behind it. Um, I did read an article about Ramaphosa, uh, President Ramaphosa of uh, South Africa, um, talking about um, his battle plan in order to kind of combat the coronavirus and what what's going on. Um, he does want to be able to reduce violence um, and protests and stuff like that. He also wants to be able to up the ante with the vaccine, which I disagree with. Um, and he also wants to be able to um, provide more jobs for the people in South Africa, which all sound very awesome, of course except for the vaccination part, but, um, I really want to find the, um, like, the confirmation that I found on, like, TikTok and why it was even posted, but it could have been a trolling video, but I'm still gonna look for something, um, but from as far as I could see from the TikTok video, there was someone on the PA that basically announced that, only one person per family can go into a supermarket and um, shop for them, and you can only pay with card. That's as far as I know, um, but I want to be able to kind of back that up with some sort of substantial fact uh, before I um, say that is truth. So let me go find a proper article real quick. Okay, found an article I'm going to read. There's also a video, so we'll see what happens. It's It might be in French because it's from France24.org, I think, so we'll see. Yep, France24.com, all right. Um, South Africa tightens COVID-19 restrictions to contain third wave. Let's play the video first. Tightening coronavirus restrictions yet again, South African President Cyril Ramaphosa on Sunday placed the country on alert level four, just one level below a full lockdown. In several provinces, our health facilities are stretched to the limit. We are in the grip of a devastating wave that by all indications seems like it will be worse 
and those that have preceded it. The restrictions include a ban on alcohol sales, the extension of a nightly curfew between 9 p.m. and 4 a.m., and, with the exception of funerals, a ban on gatherings. Restaurants will only be able to offer takeaway or delivery services, while schools will start closing from Wednesday. The measures come as South Africa sees a rapid surge in infections, largely driven by the Delta variant first detected in India. On Sunday, more than 15,000 new cases were recorded, most of them in Houten, the country's most populous province. We remain very worried about the rise in the hospitalization, which is putting a lot of strain in the health facilities in Houten. So far, South Africa has only administered about 2.6 million doses of COVID-19 vaccines for a total population of 60 million. Thousands took to the streets over the weekend to demand a faster rollout and the approval of more vaccines by regulators. Okay. Okay, South Africa will tighten COVID-19 restrictions for 14 days as current... Uh, containment measures are insufficient to cope uh, with the speed and scale of the new infections. President Cyril Ramaphosa, all right, I mispronounced his name, Ramaphosa, uh, said on Sunday, the country, um, the worst hit on the African continent in terms of of recorded cases and deaths in the grip of the third wave of infections. It recorded almost 18,000 new cases on Saturday, approaching the peak of daily infections seen uh, in a second wave in January, and local scientists say the Delta coronavirus variant, first identified in India, seems to be spreading fast. Additional restrictions are necessary, uh, are focused on limiting uh, contacts while preserving the economy, Ramaphosa said in a televised address to the nation. Under the measures announced, all gatherings will be prohibited from 9, 9 p.m. to 4 a.m., and the scale of alcohol will be banned. The sale of alcohol will be banned. Um, why alcohol, of all things? Like, um, I don't understand that. Um, Maybe it's because alcohol is... I don't know. I don't know. That's weird. Um, schools will start closing from Wednesday, but uh, beaches and parks will remain open. Um, restaurants will only be able to sell food for takeaway or delivery. We will assess the impact of the interventions after 14 days to determine whether they need to be maintained or adjusted, Ramaphosa said. Uh, South Africa recently received 1.4 million doses of the Pfizer vaccine via COVAX facility and the additional 1.2 million doses of the Johnson & Johnson vaccine, the president added. So far, the vaccine rollout in South Africa has been slow. Uh, with only around 2.7 million doses administered among a total population of 60 million. Faced with opposition protests, the government has set a target of more than um, doubling the rate of daily vaccinations over the next month. <clears throat> so, that is news from South Africa. Um, again, I didn't 
um, find anything、um, on the information that I was given on TikTok、um, that would confirm anything. But I do know that I have listeners on South Africa that are experiencing this. Um, the restrictions and everything. So if I did miss anything, or if there is a confirmation from what I did say about using only card and only one person from、um, every family is able to shop, please let me know.、Um, links are in the description below. Please contact me. Okay, I'm gonna have to take a break. I will start talking about Mexico news and Greek news because I gotta clean the house, and this is a good time to place the advertisement. So, here we go. All right. The next two countries that I will be talking about today is, of course, Mexico and Greece. Thank you guys for listening.、Um, I do this every time I get a new country that starts to listen. I do a new segment in honor of them, and、um, just know I'm very thankful and I appreciate you, even if it's the smallest little bit of time that you've listened. I still appreciate it very much. So here we go. Mexico is first. Okay, since we've been talking about protests and everything, Mexico has been holding their own demonstrations. Thousands march in protest against shortage of cancer and other medications. Hi, honey. You know they can hear you, right? <laughs> Sorry, my husband. So he's being goofy. Thousands of parents and other relatives of children with cancer, along with survivors, HIV patients, and others,、uh, took to the streets in Mexico City on Saturday to protest once again against long-running medication shortages.、Uh, people from across Mexico participated in a march from the Angel of Independence Monument to Reforma Avenue. To the Alameda Central Park in the capital's downtown, organized around the slogan, "Oh Lord, I'm going to butcher this." Quimis, quimios, si. Okay, chemo. Yes, the march was the latest protest among many held during the past two years against the federal. Government's failure to supply public hospitals with sufficient quantities of pediatric oncology medications, as well as a range of medicines, including our anti anti retrieval、um, drugs used to treat HIV and AIDS. 
I don't believe that there is a more just cause at the moment than defending the right for people with cancer that may or that many others are many other diseases to have their complete medications on time. This is the most humane fight that Mexicans can have, one protester said EFE news agency. The shortages are real. There are no medications, not for cancer, not for other diseases. So we have to demand that the authorities supply the medications, pressure them so they fix this problem they caused said Marcella Martinez, a cancer survivor who lost her mother to the disease last year. Um, they're populists, they promise and promise, but lie and lie, and now we're tired of the lies and the promises, said Teresa Herrera, another protester who called on all citizens to emphasize with those suffering from the drug shortages. I can't believe that we put up with them taking our medications away because a country that allows medications to be taken away allows everything. We can't allow it. We can't forget it, she said. Um, we're here supporting the fathers and mothers of children with cancer because, like them, people who, ha who live with HIV haven't had medications enough of them uh, not hearing us. Uh, let's see here. Elaine Pinzon, leader of the HIV Patients Advocacy Group of VIH Libre, um, told the newspaper Melenio. I'm just trying to pronounce these words. I'm so sorry. Uh, the protesters blame President Lopez Abrador for the lack of drugs that were also highly critical of Health Minister George Alcocher and Deputy Health Minister Hugo Lopez Gatel, who claimed last month that protests against shortages were linked to international right-wing groups with a mentality that borders on coup plotting. The march took place just days after the government asserted that the problem with, or uh, problems with, uh, which experts say is caused by Lopez's um, overhaul of the procurement process, he claimed was plagued by corruption and price gouging, uh, had been solved as a result of an almost 77 billion peso, or in U.S. dollars, 3.85 billion outlay on the purchase of medications via its own tendering process and through a collaborative purchasing agreement with the United Nations Office for the project services. Speaking at his regular news conference last Tuesday, the president described his administration's pur purchases as a triumph after reiterating his claim that medication procurement 
under previous governments was a business of a thieving minority. But almost 87% of medications brought in collaboration with UNOPS have not been delivered to health facilities um, according to data pre presented by the health ministry at the same press conference. Some 196.5 billion units of medications have been purchased, but only 25.8 million units, or 13.1% of the total, have so far reached hospitals. Saturday's protest came two days after a court filed a complaint with a federal attorney general's office against Health Minister um, Al Kosher. Um, or Al Kosher, I don't know, Al Kosher, the fin and Finance Minister Arturo Herrera, and failing to comply with an injunction that ordered them to guarantee the supply of cancer medications. A group of parents, children, or of children with cancer, also recently filed a complaint against Deputy Lopez Itel for genocide, discrimination, and um, negligence in retaliation to the long-running shortage of cancer medications. Okay, I found a story here. Let's see. If the, if the website would work properly, thank you, this comes from what, the, the National Herald, this is, that's what it is, cyber attack shuts down services in Greece, second largest city, okay, as hackers may spot many sponsored by Russia and China and authoritarian governments around the world have stepped up cyber attacks and municipal services in a number of countries, Thessaloniki's agencies were shut down over an electronic uh, intrusion. That happened July 23rd with Deputy Mayor of Business Planning, E-Government, and Migration Policy, Georgios L. Or L Evarlis. Yes, saying the city Greece's second largest closed its services and web applications so that proper investigations can be carried out and do not risk being attacked again, with no report uh, what kind of defense it has. Okay. Speaking to local radio, Al... I can do this, I swear. Evarlis uh, said that malicious virus had been installed with hackers using or asking for a ransom to unlock the files, although it hasn't or it wasn't said how much of it was paid. Um, we want to fully. Uh, we want to be fully assured that everything will work properly, he said. 
clarifying that all of the municipalities' files are being secured without explaining how or identifying the source of the attack. All right, that is all for Rogue News today. Thank you very much for listening, and I will see you in the trenches next time.